This is the third week of our message series entitled, Broken, Good News in Tough Times. The first week of our series, we talked about suffering in our world and how suffering can be a time of renewal and growth. Last week, we heard, hope is the trust that somehow, one way or another, even when things don't seem to be working out and are very difficult, our future is in God's hands. If you missed either of those, you can find both of those messages on our website, stmary.life, as a blog or as a podcast. This week, we're going to see that even though we experience brokenness in our lives, there is good news for those who love God. God has chosen you. Most of us probably do not remember when we were baptized, but God chose you in that moment. Just before baptizing you, a minister asked your parents or guardians for your name and using your name, baptized you, claiming you for God. Make no mistake about it. God has chosen you for himself. Your being here on earth is no mistake. Your existence is no mistake. And God's love for you is real and true. The world is full of people who need help. People sense that life is not the way it's supposed to be. We're broken and are in need, so we seek for the cure. We seem to have a self-help book for every problem, every kind of problem in our lives. We have TV shows that are supposed to give us the answers. It seems as if the world is running around looking for a magic solution and looking to build heaven on earth. We seem to be missing the point. Could it be that the answers to our problems lie in the one person who is completely and totally the truth? Could it be that Jesus Christ is a solution to meaning and purpose in the world? Well, the good news is that he is. You can't know your purpose without a relationship with the one who created you for a purpose. You are not here by accident. That's why you seek purpose in your life, and life is meaningless without it. In searching for your purpose, you're really searching for God. Remember that in Genesis, God created human beings in his image and likeness. Now that means we are like God, but we are not gods. He created man, male, and female to reflect the love that he has for the son and the son for him. This means that we need to treat all people with the dignity that is due to them as creations of God who reflect his divinity. To live a life that is fully human means we reflect the image of God. Created in his image, we are immortal, we have an intellect, we have a free will, and we utilize all of this in our ability to love. When we, when we look at Jesus Christ, who is fully human and fully God, we need to understand that Jesus redeems us and gives us his grace through the Holy Spirit so that we are able to choose the good, which is God's will. When we embrace a relationship with Jesus Christ, with the help and inspiration of the Holy Spirit, he reveals to us an entirely new world, and he speaks to us about how we should live. Through Jesus, we are able to leave sin behind and leave a, live a new life without sin, choosing the good. When we have a relationship with Jesus, he teaches us and leads us into a loving relationship with God. Think about your life as a boat. You are the captain. You have free will, which is the ability to choose and decide what you will do, whether good or evil. The desires you have are like the wind that pushes the boat. 
Because of the effects of sin, our desires can lead us astray. The navigator is your intellect. That tells you where to go, regardless of the wind or your desires and emotions. When we allow Christ through the Holy Spirit to lead us, he is able to guide the wind and the navigator so that we desire and reason out the good. When the wind blows in the same direction that the navigator wants it to go in, the choice for the captain is clear. The captain is no longer fighting with winds or his navigator. He simply goes with the good, which is always what God wants. In our passage today, Paul is not telling the Romans that this is easy, but he is saying it is possible. The more we live without Christ, the more we find that we struggle against our intellect and our desires. Conflict arises, and we find ourselves caught in depression, anxiety, and addiction. When Jesus became human, he showed us that by our baptism, we are the adopted sons and daughters of God. Because as the Son of God, Jesus is also one of us, taking us into the family. Being the Son of God, he also knows the heart of God better than any man or woman and is able to show us the way to the heart of the Father. When we model ourselves on Christ, we can grow in our relationship with God. As we learned last week, the Holy Spirit will lead us in our groanings. In so many ways, Christ simply told us what it was that we needed to do to have a relationship with God. We learn this as we read the Bible and ask the Holy Spirit to lead and guide us. We might ask, what did Christ do while he walked the earth? Well, the answer, he did the will of the Father through the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus taught us to pray, and as we learned last week, we know that when we don't know how to pray or even what to pray for, the Holy Spirit will pray with us and for us. In the world of self-help, people look for the answer to their problems in all the wrong places. How many would find help if they turned to Christ? Do we believe that he will help us if we turn to him? Paul says, yes, a confident yes. God has promised that all things, not some things, all things are going to work for the good for those who love him. The next time you're in a bookstore watching TV and you see someone trying to sell you on the idea that they or you can solve all of your problems, open the Gospels and look to the one who is the truth, Jesus. So spend time praying the prayer of hope we gave you last week, and allow the Holy Spirit to pray for and with you. And so what we really wanted you to know today is while man and woman were originally created in God's image, it is through baptism in Christ, the image of God, that we are transformed by grace and born again in the image of the Creator. And this week, we want you to be a light shining in the darkness. So do something Christ-like. Here's a few suggestions. Pick a person that you know and do these things. One, pray for that person. Pray for their needs. Pray, pray specifically that God will be in their lives. And two, find a way to encourage that person. Call them. Send them an email or write a letter or a special card to let them know that you are praying for them. God has chosen you. You are his. Don't ever forget it. This is the fifth and final week of our message series, Broken, Good News in Tough Times. 
We've covered a lot of ground over the last four weeks. So if you've missed any of those messages or there's one you would like to share with someone, you can find the messages in a blog or podcast form at stmary.life. Today, our message is entitled, All-Inclusive Grace. So let me ask you a question. How many of you have received something for free? We see advertisements all the time for BOGO, buy one, get one free, or even pets that are free to a good home. There are a lot of things that may even seem free to us, things like water, the food we eat, or even gifts that have been given to us. The truth is, though, that very few things in life are truly free. Everything has a cost, and somebody pays it. If you're buying one and getting one free, that second item still costs some money, and someone somewhere is paying for it. There is a simple saying about this. There is no such thing as free. It, is, it basically means that even if you don't pay for something, someone else did. Nothing is really free. So if nothing is free, we might ask ourselves what that means about our faith. Does it cost something to get into heaven and to follow Jesus? What could you give to God that would make him give you heaven? To be honest, if the world was a completely fair place, we couldn't get into heaven. There's nothing that we can do on our own that makes us worthy of heaven. We can't bargain our way in. We can't pay money to get in. We can't work our way in. So what do we do? Thankfully, God knew that there was nothing we could do that would make us worthy of heaven. In Paul's letter to the Romans, he tells us that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. It explains further that even though we have sinned and aren't worthy of God, through Jesus Christ, we have been given a gift. All of us. God leaves nobody out. His grace is all-inclusive. We have been given the grace to get into heaven. God chose us. God chose you. Now, you might be like, me? And look at your life with all of your struggles and all of your brokenness and say, how could God choose me? I'm a mess. I don't deserve his love. They say God knows me and loves me, but if that is true, and he really does know all that I've done, he could never love me. If that is you, listen to me right now, because I have good news for you. God chose you. Yes, God chose you. You didn't choose him. He chose you with all of your mess and all of your brokenness. And yes, even with your past, God chose you anyway. He doesn't excuse your struggles. He forgives them and encourages us to move to something more. That something more is a relationship and ultimately eternal life in heaven with him. And he gives us grace to get there. Grace is the free and undeserved gift we are given of God's favor in life. We said during Advent that grace is favor. Grace is God's help. We are given grace at our baptism, and it is a lot like a seed. At our baptism, we were given grace, God's very life, and it was placed inside of each of us. This grace is important because it changes who we are. It's much like growing plants. Before planting a seed, the dirt that is used is only dirt. Dirt can sit 
for a hundred a hundred years and still not have any chance of growing anything. But when a seed is planted, it changes. A seed planted is the beginning of a new plant. When God gives us grace through our baptism, we change. We become a son or daughter of God, and nothing, nothing can ever change that. No matter what we do, we will always be a part of God's family. Even though grace is inside of us, working in our lives, we can still choose to ignore it. If I ignore it, this seed, and don't take care of it, it will never grow. But if I make sure to water it and make sure it gets lots of sunlight, pretty soon, I will have a healthy plant. And if God is faithful to plant the seed, he is faithful to send the rain. Grace inside of us is the same way. If we nourish the grace we received at baptism by allowing God to have a relationship with us through prayer, the sacraments, and with our family, the grace inside of us won't ever grow. But why do we need grace to grow? Because Just like a seed eventually can become a strong plant or tree, the grace that God gives us to help us grow in relationship with Him and those around us. As we feed that grace inside of us and strengthen our relationship with Jesus, we grow closer to Him. We talked about grace earlier and how it is freely given to us. Grace is free to us, but it still has a cost. We only have grace because God the Father allowed His only Son, Jesus Christ, to suffer and die for us. It is because of that sacrifice that we are, we are to have salvation. Salvation is God's forgiveness of our sins and the healing of our relationship with God so we can get to heaven. Jesus paid our cost to get to heaven. We need to ask for God to continue to give us His grace. God wants to make a trade with us. God is trading our sins for His Son, our brokenness for a life with Him. All He wants in return is that we offer Him our whole selves, including all of our sin, failures, and the places where we hurt. He wants to take our current self and give us a better version. He wants to trade us for our our sin for our salvation. He chose us for himself because he wants us. The only way the seed of faith that God planted in you dies is for you not to believe in him. Only unbelief can deprive us of the salvation that Christ freely offers to us. This week, I ask that you spend time each day thanking God for the grace that he has given you. Right now is a good time as any. God bless you.